You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. team for leading us into worship this morning and when we have a number of guests with us today for the first time we're welcome we're glad that you're here and we want to welcome you amen could you welcome all the guests this morning that are here in person and watching or listening online this morning we're glad you're with us in the house of the Lord amen you're welcome at Mission Point and so we're so thankful that you are here amen just want to make one uh, quick announcement concerning tonight you won't want to miss tonight uh, service tonight will be a, a great service moving forward for our church and so you won't want to miss the service tonight if you're able to be in attendance tonight you'll want to be here uh, for the service tonight so please take note of that amen I want to speak to you this morning on what song are you singing what song are you singing what's the song that you're singing this morning There's a lot of different types of songs to sing these days. We try to define music as vocal or instrumental sounds or maybe even both. And they're combined in such a way as to produce beauty of, of form and harmony and expression of emotion. Some classify songs in different types, such as folk music or country music or blues or rock or pop or hip-hop or gospel or ballad or maybe even instrumental along with many others. We explain it in beats like rhythm and bars and signatures and things like 4-4 four, four and 3-4 and 6-8. Maybe that means something to you, maybe it doesn't. To music it matters. And society says that music improves your health and it improves your well-being. Music stimulates the brain, which in turn helps with pain relief and reducing stress and can help your memory. A study from Harvard has shown that relaxing music may lower blood pressure and, and your heart rate after some physical exertion. Music is important. There's many reasons, but one writer gives, he gives 17 reasons, but I, I haven't listed them all, but I, I'll just read you a few. It can reduce anxiety and stress. It can lift your mood. It can help your focus. It can boost your energy levels. It can improve your memory and cognitive skills. It can promote better sleep. It can help you express yourself. It can be a creative outlook. It can be a boost of your self-confidence. It can be a form of therapy. It can create unity. These are just some of the ways that music, according to society, is a blessing. What does the Bible say about music? Vocal or instrumental sounds with rhythm, melody, and harmony. Music was a part of everyday life for the ancient Hebrew people. Music was a part of family, merrymaking, and 
such as the homecoming party for the prodigal son, music was involved. Music welcomed home heroes, and it celebrated victories that they had won. Miriam and other women sang and danced and played timbrels when the Israelites miraculously escaped the Egyptians. We know uh, that the Bible tells us about the song of Moses uh, in the earliest recorded song within the Bible. Japheth's daughter uh, uh, greeted him with timbrels to celebrate his victory over the Ammonites. And David's triumph was brought by music in many different examples. Musical instruments that were included in the Bible such as tambourine and timbrel and tabret and lyre and, and harp and lute and sultry and trigon and stringed instruments and sack button, trumpet, horn, flute, pipe, organ, cornet, just to name a few. Lots of instruments that were used throughout the Bible times. And one of the better songwriters that we know of within Scripture was David. And he writes a powerful song. And I spoke about part of this a few weeks ago. But he writes a powerful song in 2 Samuel chapter 22. And those words, almost identical, are mentioned in Psalm 18. This is what it says in 2 Samuel 22 verse 1. Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song. On the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies... And from the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my strength in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold and my refuge. My Savior who you save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. That's just the first four verses of the song. You can read in Psalm 18. Verse 1, it says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. And you see the similarities of the two chapters and the songs that are mentioned in these verses. And so this morning I want to talk to you about what song are you singing? What's the song that you're singing? Four, four things that are given to us in this 2 Samuel 22 song. The song's broken up into four parts. And it probably wasn't the same way we look at a song today, at verses and chorus and all of that. But there's different themes in certain passages of the scripture. And David writes about it. And you see in the first 19 verses, uh, he's talking about who God is to him. And I asked you this morning, who is God to you? Because David said, he's my rock. And he's my fortress. He's my deliverer. In him will I trust. He's my shield and he's the horn of my salvation. He's my high tower. He's my refuge. He's my savior. He's worthy to be 
praised. That's what David is saying about who God is to him. And I asked you this morning, who is God to you? Can you say the same things today that David sang? Can you sing the same words that David sang so many thousands of years ago? David was used to, folks, hiding in rocks to be protected from Saul. But now he's singing a song of who God is. He's my rock. And he's my Fortress, and he's my strong tower, and he's my deliverer. As David was running for his life, I mean, it's one thing for someone not to like you, it's another thing for someone to be trying to kill you. That's no fun. I mean, I, I don't recall that ever happening to me. If that's happened to you, then I, I sympathize with you this morning. But it's one thing for someone not to like you. But George over here, people were trying to kill him. I mean, that's a whole different story. You go to the battlefield, it's, you know, you're not playing toy soldiers. Someone's actually trying to take you out. And that's what was happening with David. Someone was trying to take him out. And he was hiding in caves and he was hiding in rocks. And he was hiding just to protect himself. But he sang a song of who God was to him. In the middle of all his distress and in the middle of all his trials. He said, God is my rock and he's my fortress. In him will I trust that's what David said. I asked you this morning, what song are you singing? What song are you singing? Verses 20 to 29, or 25, excuse me, of this song. David's talking about how to live right. He's just spent 19 verses talking about who God is. and Now he talks about how he wants to live right. And he speaks about his righteousness and the cleanness of his hands and keeping the ways of the Lord. And that his judgments were before him and he didn't depart from his statutes. And he wanted to be upright and he said, I kept myself from iniquity. That's why David, who wrote this song, even though he had all kinds of failures, had someone killed, committed adultery. I mean, he, David had... David didn't have everything right. But God said he was a man after his own heart. Not because of his failures, not because of his shortcomings, because he knew who God was and he always went back to trying to live right. I asked you this morning, who is God to you? And are you willing to live to the best of your ability for him? What song are you singing? Have you ever heard one of those songs where you just couldn't wait till it's over? So depressing. Seems so long. 
so whiny. Don't name any of them. Oh, I don't know about you. That's, that's not how I want to live this morning. I want to live according to his righteousness. And I want to live according to the cleanness of his hands. And I want to live according to his ways and his statutes and his commandments. And I want to keep myself from the things that would separate me from him. I want to make sure there's nothing in my life this morning that would interfere with my relationship with him. And David, even though he was not perfect... He decided, I'm going to do whatever I can to live for God. I'm going to try to live right. He never stopped chasing after God. The interesting thing about how awesome God is, is he never ran too far from David where David couldn't catch him. He never was in a place where David couldn't cry out to him. He never reached a place where he ignored David's plea. This morning I can tell you with the full assurance that God's desire this morning is for you to live to the best of your ability after him and chase after him and yearn after him. And cry out to him. In the time of distress and trouble. And and persecution and torment. uh, And tribulation and trials. uh, And tests. uh, Whatever the situation is. Never stop chasing God. He is as close. uh, As the mentioning. Of his name. What song. Are you singing this morning. Verses 26 to 37, David talks about how he will survive. How he will survive. And these are the things that are in that passage of verse 26 to 37. He talks about his mercy and his uprightness and his purity and how he will follow his will. He mentions his strength and And that his way is perfect. And that the word of the Lord is tried. And his strength and power gives him victory. He speaks about the gentleness of God. You can read it in 37. This is Carter translation. He talks about God having big shoes. He's got big feet, he said. And he doesn't slip. He's got the ability to make a path for you that will be clear. He's got the ability for his word to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. He's got the ability to give you the footprints to be able to follow him. I'm asking you this morning, what song are you singing? Because there's a lot of people in the world that are going in a lot of directions. But get your mind on who he is and how you will live for him and how you will survive. I don't know about you, but I didn't start this journey To quit. I didn't start on this road not to finish. How are you going to survive this morning? It's going to depend on what song you're singing. What song you're singing 
tells a lot about you. Now we'll get there. See, David had two opportunities to kill Saul. And he wouldn't do it. Two opportunities where he could have taken care of the problem that was trying to kill him. One time he takes a part of his garment. And another time he takes his water bottle. And in both instances, he repented for doing so. He could have taken out the guy that was trying to take him out. I don't know how that makes you feel this morning, but I think it's within our nature, every one of us, not to just let someone beat on you. Anyone just like a good beat? No. Listen, when my dad said it was tune-up time, I wasn't excited. Needed a tune-up and an attitude adjustment. Those weren't nice. I didn't like those words. No one likes to be corrected, and no one likes to have things taken care of. And David's in an instance where he could have taken care of the problem, and he would not touch God's anointed, even though he's trying to kill him. He said, I got a different way to survive. I've got his mercy. I've got his strength. I've got his power. I've got his direction. I've got his will. I've got his gentleness. I'm walking in his shoes. Ah, the battle, folks, is the Lord's. What song are you singing this morning? Hmm. The end of the song is verse 38 to 51. It says, I will live victoriously. Now, you just have to think of how he's writing this song. He's been running from Saul, and God has delivered him. He could have took Saul out, but he didn't. And verses 38 to 51 says that the enemy was consumed. The enemy was wounded. The enemy was subdued. The neck of the enemy was stepped on. The, the enemy was beat as small as the dust of the earth. The enemy was stamped out like the mire of the street. That's what's mentioned in those verses. You don't have to worry about the enemy. God will take the care of the enemy. What song are you singing? What am I trying to say this morning? You can get caught up in all the things that are happening in your life and around the world. But what song are you singing this morning? See, Saul falls on his own sword. His sons are slain in battle. David arises to be the king of Israel and prophetically he ushers into the king of kings in in Jesus Christ. Eleven years earlier, David was anointed king before he ever became king. He sang a song of victory. He sang a song of how he was going to survive. 
He sang a song of living right. He sang a song about who God was. See, 2 Samuel 22, God's appearance is described using the imagery of a violent storm. Assuring David that God is no comparison to what was known as the gods of the storm of that day, which was Baal, the Canaanite storm god. A Canaanite mythology where Baal was said to have vanquished both the Canaanite gods of Yam, violent storm, or violent waters, and Mot, which was death. And here God steps forward and gives David the words of a song that Baal was no comparison to how powerful God was. And the storms of David's life and the death that was trying to take a hold of David's life, God stepped in and David wrote a song about who he was and how to live and how he would survive and how he would live victoriously. Psalm 18 indicates that the words that are referred to in Psalm 18 are not the words of David but rather the words of the Messiah. In one sense, David was the Lord's anointed, but the Messiah was the ultimate anointed one. One of whom David was only a type of. And the words in Psalm 18 are more appropriate and more richly fulfilled in the Messiah and in his victory over all chaos and death. So just in case this morning you say, David, well, that was David. He was, he was a special guy. He had a great anointing. He had great abilities. He stepped out in faith. God had his hand on his life. And if you don't think Psalm or, or 2 Samuel 22 fits your situation, then go to Psalm 18. Because God's already delivered. And God's already been victorious. And God's already who He is. And you can read Psalm 18 as a prophetic voice into your life this morning. That God is who He is. God will help you live the way He wants you to live. God will help you survive. And God will allow you to be victorious. What song are you singing? What song are you singing? Is it the blues? Are you singing the blues this morning? And what has done me wrong? And, and who has done me wrong? That's a sad tune. Or is it a song of who God is to you? A song of how to live for Him. And a song of how you will survive. And a song that I will be victorious. I shouldn't have hollered and screamed so loud. Now I won't be able to sing right. These are old songs. Though rough the road, though steep the climb, still I'm going right on. Though the rivers around me, they may be so deep, till it seems all hope is gone. Though the clouds hang low, though the thunder may roll, but still I'm pressing right on. 
I started out and I'm going to finish this race that I have begun. What song are you singing this morning? Oh, some of you don't even know that song. It's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. Some beautiful, happy day. It's going to be worth every long mile, every heartache and every trial. It's going to be worth it all. Some beautiful, happy day. Come on, folks. I need help. It's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. Some beautiful, happy day. It's going to be worth every long mile, every heartache and every trial. It's going to be worth it all. Some beautiful, happy day. Come on, church. What song are you singing? What song are you singing this morning? Now I have that everlasting joy within Since King Jesus took away my sin The moment that He blessed me And He made me fully whole He put that everlasting joy down in my soul I'm asking you, what song are you singing? Because listen, there's all kinds of sad songs. She left and the dog died and the money's gone. I'm not singing none of those songs this morning. Now I have that everlasting joy within. Since King Jesus took away my sin. The moment that He blessed me and He made me fully whole, He put that everlasting joy down in my soul. I know Nan knows that song. What song this morning are you singing? What is God to you? How are you living for Him? How are you surviving? I hope it's not by the skin of your teeth this morning. I hope it's not you're just trying to hold on. No, no, no. Let the song arise from your spirit this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David said, he has put a new song in my mouth. I will sing a new song to you, O oh God. What song are you singing? Victory in Jesus, my Savior, forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is due Him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard an old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. How He gave His life on Calvary. 
to save a wretch like me. I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood atoning. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior. Forever he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. song be sad and dreary let your song be about who God is let your song be about how you can live for him let your song be on how you will survive let your song be on how you will be victorious would you stand this morning what song are you singing today thank you for joining us today if you want more information connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca God bless you.